This is Cloud and Clear. It's our podcast interacting with customers and partners, Googlers, technicians, innovators, pathbreakers, trying to see how this cloud stuff works and what we can do next in it. I am super stoked, super, super stoked to have a new friend of mine from the Google team, Priyanka, on the call with me today. Uh, she is a, a visual thinker. Ah, which is like so rare in, in our technology world. I'm just really excited to have a chat with her. Priyanka, maybe you give a more detailed introduction for our, for our audience. Well, we won't have a drum roll. <laughs> Thank you so much Tuba for having are possible. me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. I am a developer advocate on the Google Cloud team and um, I really get to have a lot of fun with uh, visuals and explaining our Google Cloud concepts with, um, or in general, sometimes just the cloud concepts um, with either visuals or videos or blogs and, and creative demos and those types of things. So I am very excited to be here. <laughs> oh, that is rad. That is rad. Well, I, I, uh, I, I have spent a lot of time drawing pictures of clouds. Right, like really bad pictures, and so uh, so you can't screw up making cloud like that's it's just you can't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, it's right. It's like drawing a bad snowflake. There, no two are the same. Like, of course, it's going to be a good snowflake. Uh, so, so, you know, I think that uh, you know uh, us visual thinkers are are sort of a rare breed in in the technology space. What connect the dots from like how, how did you get into cloud doing this? Like, yeah, it seems like so, a long run. Okay, so yeah, even though it's a long story, I'm gonna like summarize yeah. it. So I'm That's always, <laughs> I'm always, um, I have always had an act for art and um, and creativity in general. So. I, since the very early age, I've been drawing and painting. So that's where the whole like visual thinking comes from. Like everything I think about when I'm doing a presentation or uh, when I'm trying to even take notes of like digesting a concept, I would think about it in a visual term and then try to translate it into words. So that's how that's how my thought process works. So um, given all of that, like I, I very early on with my studying uh, started to combine um, art and creativity into technology um, to, to learn concepts and to and then eventually when I became a customer engineer um, and sales engineer uh, at different companies I was um, I was able to utilize some of those skills to present to customers and really from there I started to see the the value of visual uh, representation of in of technology so uh, from there uh, Turning into a DA was really a perfect amal amalgamation of, of those two skills and trying to do that um, visual, technical storytelling at the same time and then um, adding video in as well. So all these elements really just bring out um, the, the, the things that I'm normally passionate about outside of work, which is art um, and uh, and like painting and, and sketching and those types of things. And just it's a combination. So now the work as a DA has is really not just work anymore, right? Because it's like combination of thinking visually and and uh, drawing and noodling and those types of things. So I just perfectly like enjoy. I, I think I've found the role that I actually enjoy um, in technology. Just you, you know, like sometimes you you find people who are like, I don't know if I'm like doing. I think I want to cut that. Sorry. I work all the time. 
with folks that um, that have incredible capabilities, right? Are, are, are gifted, hyper intelligent, super motivated, but you know th- there's a mismatch between the either the structure of the task they've been asked to take on, or the ratio of sort of learning to doing, or how much is an external communication versus internal. Everybody is, you know, we're all we actually are humans and unique creatures, and so uh, I, you know, what I saw in the materials that you were producing and that, you know, the face on the video was someone who really had found a super great match. So it's, it's clear. It's great to hear from you that, that you're, you're experiencing it the same way as it, it telegraphs across the screen to me. So it's, uh, that uh, is so good to hear, but yeah, I mean, there's no, like, I'm not forcing myself. I'm not trying to do a thing. It's happening because I'm just passionate about it. So, um, I'm glad that it comes across that way on screen as well. (laughs) Yeah, it completely does. It completely does. So, you know, we we spend a lot of cycles um, because, you know, uh, one of the ways we think about it is that it's pretty hard to adopt Google Cloud if you don't have some kind of transformation in mind, right? It's it is going to have a transformative effect, you know, irrespective of which of the building blocks you select out of the giant matrix of hexagonal shapes, um, you know that change right the transformation that happens how, how what have you found easiest best what what makes the biggest impact on on the people that are trying to learn from your materials like have you seen sort of parts of that that work better than others yeah so i see i see a lot of um students taking interest in the material to or and so i i shouldn't i shouldn't just say students students plus the 101 and 201 like who are trying to learn to get into cloud space um that that type of technical practitioners um take a lot of interest in the the visual content uh usually because it's easier for them to navigate and learn through it um but there also, there's also um i also see specific types of uh, specific topics that are that get a lot more traction, and this is interesting because, um, for example, if you look at uh, cloud migration, that gets a lot of attention because uh, any content around that gets a lot of attention because you know everybody's got something somewhere in a, in a, either on premise or somewhere, right? And they would like to take that and move to cloud. So I've seen in the past year that all the content that I've made around migration has gotten a lot of um, attention for that reason, because that's frankly the, the best way to one, learn and also utilize and start in cloud, right? So from the topic perspective, that's what I get. From the from the learning perspective, there's a lot of a um, lot of messages I get that I passed a certification reading through all your sketch notes, for example, or um, I am preparing for a certification and these are super helpful, or I'm just trying to get into cloud and um, along with the, the quick labs and the code labs, I also have access to this material, which helps me prepare to to actually do those code labs because some of some of the times you need like the actual background before you jump into doing a lab. So um, some of um, that, those are the kinds of feedbacks that I have gotten, which, you know, encourages me to keep going with, with some of this content. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot, what, what we hear from customers and partners all the time is that they love learning stuff, 
but but they have to select the things to learn because there's kind of an unlimited amount of stuff to learn uh, based on their perception of the value of that knowledge. And, and, and that value is, of course, its own equation around how hard is it to learn versus how much extra do I get paid or how much faster does my system go or how much less does it go down as I know these pieces. And I think one of the spots we're visualizing and doing this kind of prep work, what that telegraphs to customers is we, we know enough about this and have practiced enough that we can actually spend the time drawing it. And so like, there are very few like ultra colorful, beautiful drawings on the alpha products, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's this like little placeholder for like, I promise you can, it's safe to learn this one. Let's go, right? Like, so that, uh, you know, helping more with that, uh, you know, the value part of the education thing, I think is a spot where we're, we're trying to spend more cycles too. What, yeah. If, if that's a spot we're poking at, what, where are you poking at next? So I'm poking at a little bit into um, my this year's goal is to poke a little bit into machine learning and AI. So yeah. that's kind of all the stuff I just started 31 days of ML um, on social media. And then I am also working on um, a series uh, that's going to launch sometime in Q2 for machine learning. So um, yeah, this year uh, I'm focusing a little bit on machine learning and also like 101, 201 type content on machine learning, which which really needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's a huge gap. I mean, we we spend a lot of cycles. Um, you know, I like the Gartner hype cycle, right? Where it's like there's the peak of excitement and then the trough of disillusionment, and we're in this weird moment where it's like, are we in the trough of disillusionment around ML? Like, I I mean, like, I guess there's less hype, but. But every company that I talk to that's actually successfully using it is making a catastrophe of money or making customers happier or doing doing sort of marvelous things. So it's like it's a pretty shallow trough. And yeah. uh, and and if that's true, uh, you know, I think one of the things um, that we're we spend a lot of cycles with is, uh, you know, ML is the sort of icing on the cake or the cherry on the top of the cake. And how hard it is for most businesses to do the thing they actually wish they could do with ML, right? Like there's a bunch of things that we can make easy for them to do with ML, but that's not the thing they actually wish they could do with it. And I'm trying to help more of us, you know, hone down to, you know, what you really want to do is figure out which which sales opportunities are good ones, or you want to figure exactly. out which business deals to not take, or, you know, like which market to enter into next. Those kinds of like really gnarly business choices are, one, they're hugely multivariate. Uh, and depend on a whole pile of data that maybe you're not so good at like processing it in the first place. And uh, there's no auto ML model for it yet. Oh no. So how do you balance the like getting to a result quickly or or making the first step towards the right result? Exactly. That's like that. finding that 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 uh, perfect use case that actually makes sense for your company to to start mm-hmm. with in machine learning is just so important because there's um, and plus then the second piece of the of the puzzle which is a really big one like data where is your data and sure. in how many different places and then how are you going to clean it up and all of those things are just um, most of the time when we when uh, when we think about machine learning um, it's most people just think about it in terms of, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of analysis and prediction, but they forget to think about like this whole aspect of data and and and, and cleaning up and all of that. So, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of um, 
awareness that's happening now about around that so um yeah i'm excited to to explore a little bit of that and uh, and get more feedback from the community and see what they want to hear from us as well and that type of stuff what's speaking of the community like you know i i see you on twitter i i end up seeing some of that stuff make it from there over into linkedin like what's what's the best way for the community to interact with you to put stuff on your radar yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter are pretty much both the best platforms for me. I am on both of them constantly. <laughs> you, just, you just made my CEO's heart a flutter, right? As <laughs> as probably like the deepest LinkedIn addict alive. Yes, I know Tony is. I see a lot of stuff oh, from Tony yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's super super prolific. So, uh, so that that's that'll be happy for him to hear. I think. Um, for me, I've always felt like those two are such radically different audiences that I have to have like a very different voice and and different kind of material resonates or works well. Um, you know, I'm super inspired by the, you know, the amount of engagement and interaction and people are sort of really, you know, wrangling with the materials that you're putting together on the Twitter side. What, um, when you're, when you're thinking through kind of building the next one, like, are you way over in software development town, like a formal burn down and you run a JIRA board and you've got to sort of straighten out the, the backlog to be able to figure out, or is it like way more abstract than that? Um, so I am, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. So I have a bunch of bugs that I would create and then a bunch yeah. of like demo assets that I would keep attaching to the bugs until like, I feel like, okay, like this is looking, this is looking decent enough that I can turn it into a lab or I can turn it into, um, into a video. And that's kind of, yeah, that's my world. I've, I, I just I live and thrive on bugs and, and, um, internal, like, calendar reminders for myself like sure. this is one so those those are the two tools in between which i can get my work done <laughs> yeah i i'm terrible right like i i can explain things fairly well and so i i, I in, inevitably end up in like phone calls and i'm trying to explain to other people like hey we should do a demo and should have this and this and the other thing and i sort of rattle off the list and they they like smile and they're like that sounds so good i want to do that too and then we're done with the half an hour and they they haven't written anything down. I was like, you weren't writing things down. Like that was the kind of the whole point. Like, come on, we're going to go do that stuff. So, uh, so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you're writing things down. That's, that's an important, important part of, yeah. the, part of the boogie. Yeah. It helps what? me also like figure out, like, that's just like the way I plan things. It helps me figure out like what's coming. If you ask me what's coming three months from now, I can actually put a finger on that. And that yeah. only happens because I, I plan and write a lot about, uh, and most of my planning actually happens on, in with pen and paper, again, in the drawing format. And then I turn it sure. into, um, into how it looks on either a sheet or um, in an email and stuff like that to just keep myself uh, on track. But that's kind of how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, I... So, you know, I, I think there's a lot where like, you know, life imitates art, hopefully apps in, imitate art. I, I drew some really weird pictures of cloud stuff and there are now like a whole bunch of startups that d document and visualize cloud infrastructure is using the structural format that we laid out. Uh, 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 Carlos Condi did incredible work on, on that stuff. And the, I, there is a subset of technologists who go, that is irrelevant. I don't understand why you have a picture. Just show me the code base. This is so silly. And then there's this other subset that are like, oh, finally, I get it. Oh, thank you so much. Like, that's so, so intensely helpful. Like, 
it, you know, if you're if you're doing what I consider sort of superhero work in 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 the visualization of this stuff and and helping people understand it that way, like how do you think of the map of different ways that people learn and who are heroes of yours around helping people learn in those other ways? Yeah. So one of my thought process around this whole visual um, content is if I can explain it in pictures, I think that it. Okay, I'm going to rephrase that a little bit. Um, sure. If I can explain it by drawing pictures, the flowcharts, and where things flow from one to another, mm-hmm. I have a better understanding of it versus if sure. I'm... Because I can jumble the words and still get it across. But most people, even though they don't think they are visual learners, they are. Sure. Uh, that's what uh, that's what my my uh, analysis so far has mm-hmm. been. So, um, and and for me personally, I feel like um, when I'm studying, when I'm focusing on how I want to, um, you know, portray a concept to an audience, um, I my thought process there is how can I reduce their time of reading five articles and concisely do this in one picture, right? If they were to only look at this, because all of our our attention spans is really, really low at this point, right? Because of the internet. So I personally can't focus on anything more than two minutes or so. So, (laughs) uh, Hold on, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) You've got me, you've got me hooked here. So that's good. (laughs) I appreciate that you're thinking about um, you know, the visual side. And and I agree with you, like one of my professors who I, uh, David Douglas, who is a genius, uh, said, uh, expression is the final stage of thought. And if you're not writing it down or, you know, converting it to some sort of static thing, you can't, it's expensive to hold these things in mind and then turn them around and look at them and make sense of them and then look, try to explain this thing you have in mind to somebody else. If you take it out of your melon and cram it on the plate page, all of a sudden we can all think about it and I can think about something else and come back to thinking about this thing. Like, it's beautiful. Very yeah. Beautiful scene. And also, I that, feel like there's one more aspect to it, which is how can we mm-hmm. add fun to it? Fun to learn. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like I, I have some characters in my sketch notes who just like, throw their arms up in the air or like do things that mm-hmm. just make you want to read more. <laughs> and that's, you know, right. that's, that's important because not a lot of our, our um, technical stuff is inherently engaging or fun. So how do we make it, make it that? So that's that one additional piece that I feel like is important. Uh, and I know yeah. most, some people won't may or may not agree with that. Right. But that, that aspect of it is just so important to make it continue to, um, to spend more time. Again, it goes back to that attention span. You, your attention, yep. we, are, we are hooked in a comics. There's a reason why, right. That's, kind of the thought process around this type of content. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, we, we took a chunk of time and hired some video game developers to help us build cloud hero, the training environment. Yeah. And the first version of that, it, it was pretty funny and kind of fun, right? Like, and, and I think it's gotten better now. It's like, it's a, it's a more, uh, you know, more useful training system. I, I have evil plots to make it funnier again. Uh, but you know, I, I keep hearing the TV ads, right? Like, you know, it, language learning is hard, so we make it fun, right? I'm like, yeah, see, that is exactly how it works. Um, and, and we spend a lot of cycles 
uh, you know, trying to help, uh, you know, customers convert this stuff to a game and, and see, see how silly it is when it breaks in the ways that it's not supposed to. And, and just, you know, life's too short, right? You gotta, have, you gotta have a decent time with this stuff or it, it, it's insane. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For you, what's been like, you know, what's been the most fun thing? Uh, you know, 2020 is like the least fun year for anybody, right? Like <laughs> everybody's list is like, oh, that's, oh, that's the sort of like leave that one aside. But like, what what was the most fun for you in that period of time? Yeah, I I actually thought that 2020, even though it brought a lot of like negative things, it um all my just because of all the travels getting canceled, I was heads down able to focus on some of the newer projects that I had in mind. I came up with the whiteboard uh, uh, videos, and then I came up with um, this uh, sketch note stuff in that period. So I feel like for me, 2020 was really productive um, in that sense, because I was in my element of like making some art. Um, the first sketch note I would say took me like three days to actually draw. <laughs> three sure. days, like entire sure. days. But um, you know, I I, impro- I improvised on that process, and now it's much faster. But um, that's kind of I would say like the biggest accomplishment and fun aspect of 2020. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw it as a real highlight for us too. Just to like, oh, they're they're doing it. Like, uh, you know, I think it's. It's easy, uh, you know, outside of Google to look at Google as like one giant single entity, right? Like, and so when Priyanka starts drawing pictures, that means Google is now drawing pictures, right? Like, you you have you know, it's sort of an outsized impact as a result of of the yeah. sort of, you know aggregation of all that. Um, we we do a lot of thinking on our side about, you know, again, about this kind of 101, 201, how to get people started, how to let them have kind of their first experiences be fun. And, you know, back to this kind of video game concept, you know, I, I would, I wish the, you know, that a bunch of people from Blizzard or a bunch of people from EA or a bunch of people from these game companies that, that Google has, I don't know, won a bunch of them as customers and serving them well and everybody seems to like be happy. Like, I just want to borrow some of the UI developers. Like, come here for a second. And like I like, you know, I like the console a lot, but I don't I don't like it that much, right? Like yeah. I, I like StarCraft way better. Like let's let's figure out if we can close the gap. Like what if that's one way, right? Like we I think there's a lot of opportunity to bring uh expertise across disciplines. Right. Yeah. So can you know we we have folks on our side that help all the time. Uh, you know, that come from movie background. And so our movies are better, right? Like you have an art background. And so the art of what you do is better. Like uh, what what other ingredients should be brought to bear in cloud? Who, what, what else could we add to make it even more fun? I think there's the gaming aspect that we started exploring a little bit, but um, it, there's definitely more opportunity there where it's like, you know, like you're trying to solve this maze or this puzzle, right? Something around like cloud heroes, but a little bit more targeted and like, I'm trying to learn BigQuery, for example, right? And um, taking like running queries and accomplishing steps and then getting stars for that and then moving forward and crossing a level. Like, I feel like that could be, uh, that's something from the fun and like marrying the fun and the learning together um, could be definitely worth worth exploring. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's one I can think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, there's, uh, I, I had worked, you know, this is a while ago now and um, 
my uh, I was at my startup and our uh, our data infrastructure was terrible uh and uh and i was in charge of it so i can say that so and uh and it was immensely slow for doing some of the critical parts of the workflow um we were trying to understand everything that was happening in social media before they called it social media so it was a little weird and we had these really gnarly loading windows like it would just sit there and load on just give me i gotta process just give me a second right and all, we're on our side. We're like, you know, pouring over the thought of like, how do we get load times in half or load times in a quarter? And like, it's this like very stressful deal. Uh, and one of our sharp engineers uh, cut up the user manual into little slices and flipped through as cards components from the manual and then put little characters in the corners with the cards. And we made the thing faster and we got service tickets telling us to keep the thing slower so the cards would be up more often, right? Yeah. And so it, it is a spot where, um, you know, the the investment in in helping users and being focused around how users work. That's one of the places where, uh, like from a feature standpoint, the stuff that that I'm super interested in is, you know, where where the platform is going around helping users, reducing work on their part, taking over parts that are complicated, getting down to just letting them express out of the, out of the rest of the product that's there. I mean, you are touching so many of the different pieces. Like what, what have you seen that's been most helpful coming out of Google cloud lately? Yeah. I feel like, um, all the serverless stuff is super helpful. Mm -hmm. And I would explicitly want to shine a little bit of light on cloud run. run. (laughs) Uh, it's just, so amazing. Like I, um, I was last week playing around with a sound classifier model on teachable machines. And I was like, how, where do I, where do I put it? Where do I host it? So people can see it. And, um, because it was running locally and I was like, I just quickly want to turn it around and just give it to people to play with. And I just thought of cloud run and within like 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes, I had the service up and running and I sent the link to um, a few people who wanted to try it out. And I was like, this is like, I shouldn't have to deal with the backend infrastructure, like whatsoever. My problem is literally super small. I have this thing that I want to host and give people a link and um, from deciding to do that and actually making it happen, it taking literally 10 minutes is actually a big deal. I think it's like, oh, yeah. um, I mean, we, we've all learned how to like spin up VMs and then how to, <laughs> how, how to install a software on it and then being able to run, uh, whatever we want to run. So, I mean, there's value in that as well, but, but I feel like, um, this whole shift from, uh, virtualization to serverless is just so powerful because you can actually just just focus on solving the problem you're trying to solve. And um, I give that example because I was just like, I was working on this, because I was so passionate about trying to get the sound classified working. And it's like, it took me, it took me a few hours to get that to work, but then I had no energy left to sure. <laughs> to get it to host and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, let me just explore CloudRun. I'm just going to try and see if, if this works in like 10 minutes. If it doesn't, then I'm done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it, it yep. did. It's like, it's, it, I, I really um, think that it's very powerful for developers. I don't, you don't need to know um, how the hardware and, and those layers are working together. Uh, all you just need to know is, here's my code, host it. <laughs> yeah, there's... There's always been this tension, right? Like 
I, I sat with Eric Schmidt. He yelled at us for not running the Obama campaign in 2012 on App Engine. And I said, App Engine is a toy you can't run real software on. And he was like, you're a problem. Let's talk about this for a second. And, you know, and then I started working at Google. And uh, so you can go. Like, I love where serverless is at in that it has opened this broader uh, aperture that says, okay, if it's in a container, you can you get magic. Right, because yeah. everybody equates like you know any sufficiently advanced technology as an instrument for magic. Well, cloud is pretty damn advanced, so guess what? It's magic. But the part that I want is the magic part, not the dealing with crap. Right, I, I want the over here where it just sort of works. Um, and I think all of the value creation is in expanding the aperture. So I'm I'm submitting my feature request now for a cloud run for AS four hundred. Yeah. And Cloud Run for Z Systems and Cloud Run for Cobol. Oh, Cloud Run for Cobol actually works. We, we, we made it go. Oh, um, good. Okay. I did not try can be, that. Can be done. It's it, it's turtles all the way down, but but it can be done. Um, and that those are the spots where um, when we had Eric come to the first uh, next, what he said was, we got to meet customers where they are and take them to what's next. And I was like, I'm so glad the boss said it right. That And I think that there's a lot about the way that you're helping visualize that's helping customers go to what's next. And I think inspiring this new class of customers to come in who won't be patient for the crap, right? Like, I, no, I, Priyanka said cloud runs awesome and I want all my stuff in it. So make it happen, PMs, let's go. Uh, and that's that's a spot where I think uh, the more Google can be leaned into, you know, catching, catching the real customer workload and bringing the Google magic to it, that's that's a recipe for success. Yeah, yeah, and it all boils down to our decreasing patience across every one of us, right? Yeah. Uh, we have no patience for um, stuff that we don't want to deal with. So um, it just, I, it just, I, 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 saw, I saw the meme template that said, ain't nobody got time for that. And underneath it just says everything, right? Like, <laughs> I don't have time for anything, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking a block of time and kind of walking through this stuff with us. We have, uh, we have an audience that I think is, is very, very impressed by all the hard work that you do. So I, all I can do is encourage you to keep it up. And if you have, if there's anything we can ever do to help or, you know, back your play up or make, make noise about the good stuff you're doing, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Any, any last bits you want to yell at our folks about? we got a bunch of people watching and eager to uh, take them down the right path, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be a part of this because I always, I've, uh, you know, I remember my interaction with you the first time, which was on the Cloud Hero <laughs> event, right? Like we were, sure. we were trying to shoot something for Cloud Hero. And, you know, that first interaction is like, I am so impressed. I want to work with Miles. <laughs> and then you were gone. The cape was correct, right? I had to fly, right? Right. I still have the cape picture, by the, the way, in my in my internal uh, as my internal picture within within Google. So like I, I will never forget that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I still do enjoy these interactions with you and the team. I've worked with Kyle before. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes see Tony around on LinkedIn and he comments and likes things and stuff. So uh, I I just love these interactions. And then sometimes I, I do get feedback from the team um, at, at SADA. So uh, it's it's always good to, to collaborate in these ways because, you know, 2020, what it has taught us obviously is to yeah. be able to collaborate 
what no matter what right and That's so right. i i do really appreciate all all the collaboration that we do um whether it's in the form of feedbacks or or videos and stuff i would love to do some content with you as well um at some point so let's do that <laughs> I, I, I i'm happy to be a terrible drawer and you could be the good one it'll be outstanding no I, but it I'm seems really like you're into looking. music so i would love to do something around that so <laughs> and i'm not i can't sing or play anything so you know uh, <laughs> everybody can play the drums. Come on, like the drummers everywhere. So maybe maybe we can go crazy one day and just yeah. just do something around that cuz I I I really want to I have some thoughts but I, I you know, I'm not I'm I'm I yeah. <laughs> you you say what you want. I I will play farty sounding bass noises anytime you like. I'm on board. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Priyanka, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics and don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.